Hello, and welcome to Good Film Hunting, a podcast where two sisters living in different parts of the country talk with family and friends about their favorite movies. Um, today we have two very special guests and a contemporary movie. So these are this is not a movie um, of a favorite of ours from our childhood, but we like it anyway. And we actually have two returning guests. So I'm excited because you can see how our podcast has evolved. So I will let Eleanor... Um, <laughs> our guests and our movie. So the movie we'll be discussing is Black Panther, and so we have two friends of the pod today. So we have Anna. Can you pronounce her last name? Because I'm gonna mess it up. Ogunkule, and she is my roommate. And then we have Sarah <laughs> Bakerman. Doesn't <laughs> know how to say my last name, but it's okay. We'll work on it. <laughs> no, it's, I know how to say it, but I was like, I'll mispronounce it, or like that's I true. wouldn't say it properly, and that's also problematic and then sarah bakerman who you've been on you were on parent trap and then i feel like you've been part of several I've other been ones. adjacent to many you've been adjacent to <laughs> many yeah. okay a trooper. um so we'll start with anna tell us a little bit about yourself what are you up to your current interests <laughs> what journeys are you on <laughs> well um i'm in that post-grad life so it's been past six months, I want to say now. I think it just hit about seven months. Y'all, I want to go back to school, but it's not that serious. But on the bright side, I have started a new journey this year of trying to read more books. So lately I've been reading about a book a week, which is great. I'm currently reading a book called The Blackers of Berry. I just finished a book called Passing by Nella Larson. Very interesting. And this one so far is interesting as well. So We'll see what other books I will read for this year. I'm trying to get a dream to read Homegoing because it's a favorite of the pod. Oh, yeah. We're obsessed. Yeah. So, Sarah, what's been happening in your life? Give us a little update. I'm doing the PhD thing still. It will never end. We powered through. We binge Hulu as necessary. That's where I'm at. Wonderful. Good. Good. Okay. So, Annie, what was your favorite pop culture thing of the week? Okay. Got it. Easy peasy. I have been watching so much Olympics in my classroom. Truly, it's a magical time for 10 and 11-year-olds, um, especially because <laughs> there have been times where we're like, let's just watch one more clip of a figure <laughs> skater. Um but my favorite moment from this week, and it's like athletics, but I'll count it. But when Jessie Diggins, and I'm so glad that she's carrying in the flag at the closing ceremony, when she wins the gold, the first U.S. gold in cross-country skiing ever, the look of determination on that girl's face and in her body language was truly incredible. Like, every time I watch it, I get goosebumps because you can just see her, like, put her head up and, like, start moving her arms and legs. And you can just see that she's like... I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to win this gold medal. And it was fantastic. Anna, tell us, what's what's been on your mind pop culture-wise this last week? Um, it's most, my life for the past week has been related to today's topic. It's so true. Very true. I was true. like, I'm still on a very, very natural high from last week. And, which is great. I did accidentally call someone... Um, T'Challa, and that was not their name. And I was like, <laughs> but the, 
granted, her name was very similar to his name, but it was like her name was Angela, and I heard, and I was like Tashala. I was like, it was very similar, you guys. <laughs> but I'm clearly. And you still, get mad at me for not mispronouncing your last name. <laughs> it was too close in proximity, and I had just read an article, so I was like, that's what's been up. But I was like, my life has been very much Black Panther, like adjacent this week. Okay, there. Yeah. <laughs> I just spent a lot of time reading about Olivia de Havilland today. So um, I don't know who that is. Yes, she's you do. An actress, and she's currently sh- suing Ryan Murphy for defamation for her portrayal in Feud, Betty and Joan. So, oh, yeah. very exciting okay. stuff happening. Also, Annie, she's in Gone with the Wind, which she's you purport to love. Okay, so I do not love that movie, but I do love the number of pictures of the royal family you have on your fridge. You didn't know that we had pictures of the royal family on our fridge? No, I knew. I guess I just never knew how many, and it looks like they're your family. (laughs) It looks like you're like, these are my people. There is nothing wrong with that. Yeah, they are, like, mixed around with, like, friend baby pictures and, like, Christmas cards. It's very natural. Yeah. Very natural. <laughs> yeah, they look like actual family pictures we get. Society. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Eleanor, your favorite pop culture thing of the week. Okay, so I'm not going to lie. Mine is also Olympic-related, but that makes sense because they're both Huntington's. Like, <laughs> Huntington's have minimal interest, but they're all the same. <laughs> and we just have them very strong. Um, so I have gone down a Tessa Virtue and Scott Moore ice dancing rabbit hole where I oh, they are amazing. Yeah. And so I love all the articles that like, are they or not? They, the shipping that's going on. Mm. I have a friend who's like very into Liz is very into the like shipping culture of are they dating? Are they not? So she'll send me articles and in them are like gifts and memes of them like holding hands. And I'm like, their love is too real. Their love is just too real. And it's like, I'm not big into Twitter in that I don't, I have one for work. It's very exciting. But like, she showed me this tweet that was something like, oh, like, should there be like, um, should there be a statue to Tessa Virtue and Scott Moore in their hometown or in every hometown in Canada? Or then there's like, all Canada needs is just like a statue of one of them on one coast and one on the other. And then all of Canada would be embraced by their love, like just in the middle. Um, I definitely rewatched their Moulin Rouge final skate number. Like, Oh, it's amazing. Several times this week and cried. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, that's like a lot, Eleanor. That's like a lot even for us. I mean, I've also, and it's funny because like I've now gone re-down the Moulin Rouge soundtrack rabbit hole. Oh. Oh, it's a good one. It is a good one. It was like Annie's, Aunt, Moulin Rouge has a very special place in Annie's heart. It's true. Maybe I should do a podcast about it. Yeah, my coworker Jenna wants to at literally any moment. There you go. Oh, well, there we go. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Anna, to Black Panther, give us a synopsis. Why? And then tell us why is this movie important? <clears throat> I have to prepare myself. So, this movie is centered on an African prince from Wakanda, a fictional place. Yes, I wish it was real, but it's not. Or it could be a town in Illinois. 
Who knows? That is also true. <laughs> that is also true. A small little village in Illinois that obviously is not having fun with the fact that they're also named Wakanda. But so um, he becomes king of a country called Wakanda after his dad dies. And um, in the essence or in the process of him becoming king, he finds out that he has a cousin that he didn't know about. And his cousin comes back and it brings up a lot of different topics and comments about like people like what you could be doing for other countries in terms of like Wakanda being like a very prospering country that looks like they're a third world country but it also brings up like information between like the diaspora of like Africans versus African Americans and just also like technology it's great all around let's just be honest everyone needs to see this movie I don't care where or how poor you are you need to find some way to see this movie also, if you are in LA tomorrow at 4.30, um, the um, Issa Rae, Regina, oh, no, Issa Rae and a few other people have, I cannot remember, have rented out a, um, the theater so that anyone under with a student ID or under the age of 12 with a parent can see the movie for free. Are you no way! No, I actually want to pay for the movie by myself. I guess it is true. Like, yeah. if you do have the funds in order to contribute to the global box office mm-hmm. numbers, you should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did on opening day. You, you actually pay. haven't paid for Black Panther yet. The world does not need to know that. See, <laughs> <laughs> we can edit that out. <laughs> this is true. I got, like, a free plug. So, I was like, I will see it with my own money. I'm just waiting for two people. Yeah, you can't just see it twice for free. Right. I was like, that would be so, no, that'd be so fast. I could not do that to them. That'd be terrible. But I'm waiting for two friends to get it together so we can go. If not, I'm sorry to both of them, but I will go without you. Mm -hmm. It's that real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Okay, yes, Annie, you said you had lots of thoughts share one and we can bounce yes okay so what I was most impressed with by this movie was there in, in, in like I know South Africa the best um out of like any country in sub-Saharan Africa and even within that what I thought where you, Wakanda would be on the maps that they showed. In my mind, it it's would be Rwanda. Wakanda. No, no, it's not South Africa. That's not what I'm saying. Will, can I speak? Will you allow it? I would say that geographically, yes, it looked like it was in Rwanda. And it kind of sounds like Rwanda, so maybe it is Rwanda. But what I was saying is that they took a lot of cultural elements from tribes in South Africa. So the language they used was mm-hmm. most uh, And then they used like the the blankets from the Sutu tribe like that that are in the Sutu like those are very important for them and I thought it was super interesting that they imagined them as like a shield to like fight with I was like this is awesome and then a lot of like the bead work is like from the Swazi so it was like I was watching this and I was like oh my god they're all these different tribes and they're they're separate but they're together and it's such a beautiful celebration of all the things that I miss um so it made me really happy. And so I had to do a lot of research after seeing the movie because I just, like, needed more. I just, like, needed to know more about how they made these decisions. And um, the casino scene, you guys know? Yeah, because they were trying to do a black bond. Yeah. Which was very successful in that. Right. Right. So I don't know if this, like, I don't know if this 
seemed odd to you guys, but all of a sudden it seems like they know that that girl is from Wakanda. Yeah. And I was like, why? Why is that a thing? And, or, anyway. That was a little so, odd because she was like, I've been found out, and she was obviously talking right. to them, like, in their language or, like, just saying something to them. Right. But it was also like, how did you know this girl was, like, not from there. Because obviously everyone in that casino is clearly from a different country. They could easily right. be speaking any language. So I was very confused to that, too. I have the answer. Oh, I hey. have the answer. <laughs> okay, so I watched something on that scene, like, specifically. Um, because I was like, I just need to know. And, like, it was the director breaking that scene down. And that is a it's a COSA word. And so the those security guards, like, he... The bad guy, mm-hmm. whatever, the guy who played Gollum. I don't know his real name. Circus. Okay, <laughs> him, white dude, white bad guy. He um, he kept saying, like, okay, like, when we head back to Cape Town. So it was kind of, like, understood that his men were South African. Oh. And a South African, a white South African would recognize that yeah. language. And I was like, this all makes sense. Like, everything works out. Um, so he would have known, like, right away where she was from. And I was like, oh, got it. And Good. And Sergis kind of adopts a Boer accent, too. It's definitely not yeah. a native accent. Yeah, I've never seen him in a lot of stuff besides, obviously, is Gollum. But that's clearly a very He's in 13 Going on 30, which is among the most important movies ever made. It's a very white romantic comedy. Like, we'll be watching later tonight. Um, I have never seen 13 Going on 30, so I cannot speak to that. Wait, What? It's also on Netflix, so check that out. I know that we almost watched it on Valentine's Day with my Strong Woman Book Club, which I'm repping right now. Yeah, of which we want sweatshirts. We've talked about I like a small. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I have a controversial element to bring in that one of my coworkers argued for for this film. She argued that this film doesn't actually present that much new in terms of black Americans as villains because Michael B. Jordan is the primary villain mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. because the primary villain lasts until the end. Like there's yeah. all these minor villains and but we have Andy Circus die midway like, through like the a, film. Yeah. Um the question with that though is if we think about the Martin Freeman character, mm-hmm. what are our thoughts on that? Because her argument is that even a non-essential white character is allowed to have a heroic moment. We mm. don't allow a black American to have a heroic moment. I actually thought that before the movie came out. I brought this up to a coworker before I set, I saw this movie. I was like, I'm happy that there is a black superhero movie. I am upset that, that the bad character is a African-American. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it also gives a more prominent Yeah, because I was going to say, not going to lie from the trailer, maybe because I also didn't pay very much deep attention to the trailer, I assumed from what they showed that Andy Serkis's, um claw was, was going to was the primary villain. villain. So I was like, oh, this would be nice, you know? He'll die. It'll be great. Killmonger just happens to be on the team that he's on, like, of the villain and that just happened. Granted, that's what happened from the beginning. So when he, like, died and was killed, I was like, oh, this is a shift I didn't really see coming or really <laughs> pay attention to. But that is actually a pretty good question as to, like, how 
Martin Freeman gets to last through the whole movie while... Because they could have left him to die with his little spinal cord. Also, just, right. I didn't understand the Martin Freeman character at all anyway because... Uh, because of the connection really to, maybe it is part of the larger Marvel universe, of which I'm less aware, but why cast Martin Freeman, who is a great actor, Mm -hmm. but very known. British. Very British. And, like, there's tons of white American guys. Like, literally hundreds of white American guys. I mean, both of them... Neither of the white guys were American, are they? I was like, is Andy Serkis American? I don't know his yeah. background. No, he's at least British, possibly Welsh. Yeah, I was like, like, either way, one of they're European. They're not American. Yeah. Sarah would know. I like how you're like, I will confirm. <laughs> yeah, like, there's no American like blood flowing through them and where they're born. So that was very interesting to me how they had like the two, because I was like, isn't this guy British? But I was like, you know, I didn't pick the casting. But in the previous movie, which was Captain America Civil War, Martin Freeman was in that film, like, playing, like, an agent of the, the same, movie. yeah. Something, like, the same character, like, from the CIA. So she's just a continuation of that. And also, like, Black Panther was part of that film as well, like, in a much bigger role than we that I expected. So I think it's just continuing on his character because I think he might un- also end up in Affinity Wars, but it's just like... Oh, that kind of it, no, which is supposed to be one. set in Wakanda. Right. I learned this this week. It's yeah. set in Wakanda. Um, but wait, okay, so I, uh, Martin Freeman character, it confuses and kind of upsets me all over the place, but like it exists for like one purpose in my brain, so that Chala's sister, who, Suri? Shuri. So that she can turn to him and say, stop, colonizer, or whatever she says. She, like, calls him colonizer, and it's so funny and so cute and, like, so appropriate, and it was, like, the best. It was one of my favorite lines. that was, like, the... I will... I can kind of agree with that, because throughout the whole movie, when he does end up in Wakanda and trying to, like, put his own opinions and different things in, he's, like, immediately shut down by everybody. They're, like, sir... Um, you are our turf, mm-hmm. our territory. Like, even when he goes to like the Gula tribe in Maka- uh, with Mbaku, they clear. They look at him like, "Why are you talking? You're in the presence right. of someone that's royalty of a king of like someone that's important. You don't have to like. You can't just speak how you like. Even the queen of Wakanda is like kneeling, sir, kneel, do the right. same. So like maybe it's just to be like, look, you can't just go anywhere you want as a white colonizer and think you. Just can do whatever you can't you want. say anything you want. You can't, can't do, do anything, anything you want, right. which is in a lot of ways really cool because I think the assumption being that the like it's in film a lot of times that we see what we want to be true mm-hmm. in real life, and then you have like it is this idea that this has been a desire for so many people to speak like this for so long, but institutional systems did not allow for this space in a safe environment. You know what I mean? Like, Jim Crow South, no one could have said that, said anything back without fear of reprisal. And I was like, so it's like a different type, it's enacting a fantasy in a different way. You can also think of the Martin Freeman character's Britishness as being devoid of the American connotation that any other white actor would have had because they've all played that role of the, like, Southern white savior. But and this, Martin Freeman is very sort of like blank canvas in that. 
That's true. But also no, the same and colonizer in a traditional sense. Right. Because I was say, most of Africa was colonized by British. So it's like that undertone of like British colonization. And he's like basically being, being outed for what's been done. So it'll be interesting. And I, right. until this moment, had really no interest in seeing Infinity War. But now knowing that it's based in Wakanda, it'll be interesting if they complicate the issue. Because America technically has not colonized sub-Saharan Africa, mm-hmm. but, like, culturally, financially, arguably militarily, yeah. we have played an underhanded colonizing role. So I wonder if that will be addressed at all. Right. Because, honestly, too, the, legacy, like, the legacy of this movie, in terms of, like, the thematic story, that will continue in the universe. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because, like, they still have at least two more movies left for Well, will Black Shuri Panther. get her own? I don't know, but you I know, would I hope. She's the best. She becomes Black Panther. She you know, eventually does, point, yeah. So it'd be kind of cool like, if they revamp Black Panther with Shuri as the Black Panther versus, like, a guy being the Black Panther. Because I would watch that. That's what I thought was going to happen, was that, like, the he two would guys die. were going to, like, cancel each other out, and then Shuri's going to be like, Hey. I also think maybe because she's a little, she's still a little young mm-hmm. in terms of like, and also you just introduce Black Panther in like a whole movie, and now you have a movie. You're not just gonna kill him off like, hey, this is the new Black they, Panther. Also, By the way, he's gonna die. Because Marvel would also get a ton of shit too if like the first Black superhero doesn't Good even last die. his first movie. Yeah, that's movie. true. Because it was part of it. I mean, to a certain extent. He was out of commission for a lot longer than I imagined. Because you know how there was so much pushback when Disney did Princess and the Frog. When yeah. they're like, she was a frog for the majority of the movie. Like <laughs> she was. Um, but even with this, I thought he was kind of out of the picture much more than I anticipated. He was because like when he like went overboard, like when he was pushed, I, I was like, okay, you know, he's probably dead. If he is, that sucks. But the story has to continue at some point. I'm sure he'll come back eventually. Yeah, like he will eventually at some point come back. But even I do have one question though. Okay. Because, especially with the Black Panther thing, because you know, Lupita Nyong'o's like character Nakia gets the little um the the like the seed or the leaf or the, that they have to for, to get the black panther like powers and like the abilities and stuff like that so killmonger burned all the rest of them she only what? had one so sure he's gonna be black panther i hope there's like a but backup I, stash because she couldn't grab regenerate two. or something i don't know I know, like, <laughs> this is just a question that I have. did bother me like it, it felt like me. a because ryan coogler's so tight in his filmmaking yeah it felt as if it was something that was forgotten. I was like, no, this is annoying. So I was like, is there, a, is there a backup? Did you pick up a second one when we didn't see you? I'm just very curious. What I think is that, oh, okay, so many people in the last week have been like, oh, like, I really liked Creed. And I was like, yeah, obviously. And they're like, I really need to go back and watch Fruitvale Station. And I think it's funny that Ryan Coogler is only 31 and has three feature films to his name, but people are already treating him as a tour. I think because he moves so quickly. Like, because you know, some people take a while to get to like a two hundred right. million dollar budget movie. But he's also chosen very carefully. That's true. Because I was like, he's not the kind of person to be like, "Hey, I'll just hop on any project." He's like very particular about what he does. But even well, from a, well, from from a studio perspective, it's this idea. No, it's fine. 
No, but from a studio perspective, even the fact that he chose Creed and took, like, what is a beloved character and took the villain's son and then made both him and um, Rocky Balboa still both lovable, like, that's, like, that was an impressive impressive feat. (laughs) Okay, Annie. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that, again, from watching this video of him describing that particular scene in the movie, because it's, like, a video, like, of him going through and, like, he writes on the the shots and, like, points mm-hmm. things out. Um, it was super clear how intentional he was as a director and intentional about the people that were working with him, like, on his team. And, like, so he mentioned the you know, like costume designers and like the prop people. And I just really appreciate it. Again, I don't know much about him, like from the industry, you guys are in it. I'm like, I enjoy the movie and like read about it. But, um, I really appreciated how intentional he was. Like, I feel like every single shot, he didn't like throw any shot away or said like, Oh, this one doesn't matter. Each one was important, which for me is amazing because recently the only thing I've been on about is how much we can cut out of movies. Like Mm -hmm. sorry to offend people. Call me by your name should have been one whole hour shorter. Thank you. Arguably it could have been a 20 minute short film just with the conversation with the dad at the end. Agreed. And I dig into a conversation about this with a friend who's convinced it's the best film of the year. And I'm like, should it not? Would it, thank you. Thank it you. It would have absolutely made sense to win Academy Award for Best Short Film. 100%. Hands down. But for a two-hour film. Two-hour, 15 minutes of I my literally life. had to walk out at least an hour and a half in. And nothing like, had happened. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. But then also, like, it really made me just want to go to Northern Italy in the summer. Like, I'm all about that life. But... All of it was just so dumb. I just sat there and I was like, these are minutes of my life I do not get back. Just seeing like this one peach tree against a screen. It's like, I could just go there. Like, I could see that peach tree for myself. So. Understandable. Like, it's not, it's more, it was more of a touristy view of, well, Northern Italy. Mm-hmm. You know what was another movie that came out recently? And again, this is the reason I liked Black Panther, because I thought that each scene was necessary. The newest Star Wars. Another movie that could have been a whole hour shorter and nobody would have cared. It would have had the same entertainment value. That's how I thought about the um, latest um, Thor movie. I was like, we get to cut at least a good half hour to an hour yeah. out of that. I was like... Ragnarok? Yeah. I was like, the movie felt like it dragged yeah. to, it yeah. to the point. I was like... I don't know if they're trying to go back to the whole, like, because, like, early cinema was, like, they started, like, four hours, and then they kind of cut back to two hours, and, like, after that, movies became, like, an hour and a half, and now we're moving back towards, like, the two, and I'm like, I'm sorry. Hell no. 90 minutes. The maximum I'm trying to give you is two hours of my time, and even then, that's a little bit much for me. As Eleanor, I will not watch certain movies if they're over two hours, and I feel it's just not worth my time and effort. Like, I can't. You know what? We're all going to die. I recently got an app that tells me five times a day I'm going to die. So we're all going to die. We can't be wasting our time on too long movies. Do you really enjoy that notification that's like, remember, you're You're going to die? Yeah, oh, I I, I'm obsessed. It puts everything in perspective. Like, I was super stressed today because report cards are due at school. And then I got a notification that, like, remember, you're going to die. And I'm like, 
fuck it. This doesn't really matter. (laughs) (laughs) Children of the future being educated. I mean, that's a great way to look at it. Because I was like... No, but it does force you to, like, reflect, like, what are you doing in this moment? And, like, does it really matter the day-to-day stresses? That's true. Hashtag secondary stress. (laughs) Okay. So, to Ryan Coogler, one thing that I have really enjoyed about him as a director is he's very... And this was an interview I remember reading or listening to him with Creed. And he is obsessed with the idea of like using the best people mm-hmm. and he's gotten a lot of coverage because he his sets are usually filled with female filmmakers in many roles so cinematography like set design set designs historically female but, like roles but um below the line etc that historically have been filled with men he fills with women and he's like well they were the best one there and that was like a revolutionary idea for creed and i was listening to an interview the other day with his costume designer and she was so entertaining and I love it she she was like he called me up and he's like hey I want you to like just put your thoughts into this he's like don't think about the Oscar yet and she was like fuck it no I'm so anxious like he's got me thinking like I would get an Oscar (laughs) and I was like she actually probably will I think she will for not for costume design yeah yeah because that's a that's a much more fluid feel yeah I mean, in real, like, Logan got nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay with good reason. What? Do you not pay attention? It was also no. the movie I cried at the end. Logan was so good. Did you ever see it? No. Logan is worth it. It was totally worth it. I took too long to watch it. I cried at the yeah. end. I was like, this did not be happening. Because it's, it's, like, about Wolverine, but it's also about, like, migration and... It's so much. ...difference. And it's, like... <laughs> it, like, stunned me in a way I didn't really expect. <laughs> but I will like to point out one thing that I loved about this movie. Just I one? Person- there's just one. This is one of the many things I loved about the movie. But I would just like to say this movie was women strong, and I felt like they were the real stars of the movie. Personally, I thought they were. Because Grant and I had seen Wonder Woman, and it was good. Mm-hmm. But the instant they had, like, Im- like, implanted her relationship with the other guy, and, like, they alluded to, and I was like, you took me out the story. Granted, you have that with, um, like, the relationship with Nakia and T'Challa, and also, like, Okoye and I cannot remember his name because you know right. he was a traitor. But they have that, but it wasn't really at the forefront or it wasn't really anything you really remembered or thought about throughout the movie. You mostly just thought about how amazing they were as like in their own in their own ways. Like they each had like some kind of backstory, some kind of, they were more mm-hmm. well rounded as characters, including like his sister and even his mom, even though she wasn't there well, pretty and they often. Have relationships with each other, right? So it's yeah. Like, yes, and then like they definitely made sure that they were very well rounded as characters and also like able to kind of stand alone on stand out on their own, which is why I think like Sherry made such a big impact as a breakout star for the film because she was actually given. More than just being like, oh, this is his sister. By the way, she makes this stuff. It's like she also gets to do a lot of other things as well. Right, right. I was also um, going to say that this movie I read online does, in fact, pass the Bechdel test with what? flying colors, which is like that. my favorite thing, Offs. So, into it. That's great. I'm so proud. And, 
and also to the DuVernay test. <laughs> you know how they're trying, they're doing one, like, Ava DuVernay talked about it, how it's similar to the Bechdel test, but for, like, people of color or black, particularly black people on screen. Oh, I haven't heard of that one, but that sounds interesting. Mm. Yeah. Do you think a wrinkle in time will pass? Yes. Oh, hmm. yeah, for sure. I'm so excited. Yeah, I was like, I Me hate that too. book. Yeah, the book was hard to get through. But I'm assuming... I've never read the book. It might be one of those things You're that just, like, much. makes sense when you see it. But I don't the know. The trailer also doesn't really make it sense. It doesn't. But it's exciting. Yeah. Mindy's in it. Reese was I like, love Mindy. Like, like female producers. Oprah's like, Oprah's our president. Like, it's like the it's, power is directed by Ava DuVernay. I think we're in good shape. Oprah <laughs> is our president? No. Really? She's not going to make me carry a gun to my workplace? Awesome. <laughs> And then when he meets with you later on, have a, have a, like a little handout that says number five, listen. And you're like, oh, or hear you. I hear, I hear you. you. What's so funny, I mean, can they just pay me more? Do I really have to get a gun? <laughs> can I take that $200 and just like buy things from my classroom or just get my tax rebate back? Sorry, <laughs> I obviously have lots of feels. <laughs> I was listening today and there's the whole concept now that if you become a trained Marx woman and like pass a proficiency test, like that would help your bonus. I'd get a bonus. Yeah. And get a bonus. We were all joking in our teacher's lunch today. We were like, hey, guys, our next PD is at the shooting range. See you there. Like, can you imagine if that was our workplace? Also, like, what there is, we have in the news frequently, like, teachers who have sex with students. Like, gross. You know something is going to go wrong on the other side of this. Oh, for sure. Undoubtedly. But it was also... where you put the gun? If you lock it, you won't be able to get to it. And we're always losing your our keys. Ask any one of my coworkers. I never have my keys on. Get the gun. Like, right. A child will get the gun. And then we'll have the whole situation just come back around. But I will say, because I was listening again to The Daily one day this week, and I was talking about um, these issues. And they had... There's like an NRA or conservative rally mm-hmm. happening this week outside D.C. And... The marketing team on the NRA is stunning. Like, absolutely, like, I have to give them that. Like, because they've changed the conversation now in certain circles to be like, well, like, do we care about airports or football fields or malls more than we protect our children? Like, it doesn't make any sense that we've never wow. had. And I was like, that's a, I mean, like, think about it though. Like, that's a very ingenious way that to is. flip the conversation. Yeah. It's horrific and repugnant, but I was like, you guys are very good at the game you're playing. Which because is why they, they have so much money. I was like, that's why they're still they're still kicking. Anyway, Black Panther. Yeah, I was like, I feel like we keep verging off. Okay, so. But, I mean, I would say that Black Panther does have something to do with, like, weapons yeah, prolifer- proliferation, if that's we're talking about it. Like, that is a main theme of this film as to whether or not, you know, weapons almost of mass destruction, like their technology would be, should be released to the wider world granted okay so i read some articles where a lot of people were like killmonger was the real hero of the movie and not black and i was like bro i'm from an african perspective and so my thoughts on things are a little different but also at the same time i'm sorry he had a good idea in terms of you need to like get this stuff out to people and help them out the way he was executing it 
was a bit yeah. too much and too drastic for me. I was like, this could literally end in the end of the world. Like, it right. just doesn't, like, putting, it's kind of like now, putting guns in the hands of, like, people who probably don't know how to use them or people who obviously don't need it, especially, like, teachers and things. Like, not saying that teachers can't carry a gun, but we don't need this in the school. So, like, that part was not very well thought out as it's planned. Because, like, put a gun in anyone's hand and the first thing they'll do may be to shoot up someone they don't like or just to use it when they're upset about something or just that would be their first reaction. I was like, great plan. I just need it much more thoroughly thought out before you go about (laughs) and just, like, hand vibranium machines to different people. Right. Because oppressed people will come for oppressors very quickly with no kind of concern. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is not what I'm trying to advocate for. Like, there should be, like, some kind of way you can go about this with your vibranium, like, weapons, but in a much more tolerable way. Whereas, like, you can think it through. That's just me. Because if you get a gun, let me tell you, it would not be a pretty day for a lot of oppressors. No. Yeah. (laughs) Please... Don't I don't think I don't want anyone to think that I would shoot up a place, <laughs> that I would shoot up a place or anything like that. But I'm just saying, a lot of people who are oppressed are not about that life. Well, there's also like a real sense of resentment because of sustained injustice. So yeah, like it makes, and I think that's what Killmonger's character demonstrated that he had legitimate concerns he had a legitimate anger that was justified and i think black panther like t'challa's struggle was that he recognized that he had been wronged um and that well it's even that t'challa was then responsible for his father's mistake yeah and this whole idea that and i think that's an important lesson from this is that though you might not have been the immediate cause of the problem like you still are responsible for society at large and the after effects on people you didn't anticipate affect. Yeah. So, like, think about it. So this, it's the idea, this, the idea of common humanity, right? Mm-hmm. So then there's right. obviously a connection to them because there is a familial connection. Yeah. Which is, and we've talked about this, like, the whole, like, how does it feel when black Americans possibly culturally appropriate what they yeah. think is indigenous African mm-hmm. cultures. Um, there is a familiar, co- familiar connection. So this idea of like strengthening the bond and realizing that there are, there's been harm on both sides. Right. Clearly I went to a second. I'm going to bring that yeah, back to Harry no, Potter. No, it, it, also bring, it also brings up the thought that, cause I was telling Eleanor, it's like, then it made me think, like, because I'm in a position where, like, obviously, granted, Wakanda is not a real place, but it does, in some way, shape, or form, feel more familiar to me. Because I was like, I was right. born here. I'm an immigrant. I like, I know where I'm from in terms of like cultural background versus people I've met here who look like me but have no idea where they come from in terms of cultural background or like anything. Right. Like, this is all they know. And I have been like, people have been like, at some point, been like well, maybe you or your ancestors hadn't sold us into slavery. And I'm just like, I don't know what to tell you. One, I wasn't there. So I, right. and also like my family's, like what happened for my family or what, like where I'm at now, I can't control what happened in the past. Only what I can control is 
currently in the present and the future, possibly. But it then kind of Eleanor's making her point like, does that mean in that case that I also, as a person, need to acknowledge? Like, I acknowledge this has happened, but there's nothing I can do to fix it. All I can do is just help in whatever possible way currently and now. And right. Because I was like, um, not much. I can't do much for something that happened, like, about 500 years ago. <laughs> and, and also, I think it's laying blame in the wrong way, too, because that's assuming that if, if, millions of people had not been forced off of the continent of Africa. That's not to say that the continent of Africa would, it's, would be it's a assuming, that it's, it's assuming yeah. a lot of historical ifs, which at this point is like not useful. Like no. in the same way that it's, if we imagine a world in which the civil and the, this, yeah. the civil war hadn't actually yeah. happened or the, you know, the controversial HBO show of like, yeah. like if the South had won, One. like those are dangerous games to play in the sense that it takes away from like what do I do to change the present and in like a lot of ways like and this this whole idea of like yes like recognizing injustice working against systemic historic injustice but then like kind of without without laying blame on individuals but laying blame on like the system Mm -hmm. or racism as a like as a yeah it is there's like, there's just mm. so much to just uncover from this film as a whole, but there's still much more reading to be done. Mm-hmm. I really want to hear the um see this video we're talking about with Ryan Coogler like, breaking down. I also like that it process. sounds like he breaks it down like a football coach. Yeah, like the storyboard and everything. It's good. You should you should find it. I was hoping you would send it. <laughs> I don't know where I found it. I have like literally no idea. Uh, okay, I, I'm, I'm gonna look right now. Like maybe she'll just send it to us. I was like, mm. okay. So, soundtrack. What did people make of the soundtrack? It is great. Granted, I've also every time I think of soundtrack, the song all the um all the stars like starts singing in my head, and it's like the chorus with SZA, and I'm just like. Great. This is going to be stuck for hours and hours. Well, again, like, I was listening, or I was reading about something, and the fact that Disney, which, you know, owns Marvel, is part, like, partnered with Kendrick Lamar and gave him so much freedom, really shows the power that they, like, they really did trust Ryan Coogler, because, like, Ryan Coogler was like, this is what makes sense. And, like, Kendrick and Disney, that's very different. It's so funny to even think about. Very different. Well, here, I mean, okay, just one criticism that I'm not even going to claim as my own, but, like, definitely have read online is, like, there are no women. Like, no women on the soundtrack. Like, there are women in the movie, which is great, but... Well, not, like, are you talking about, like, at all, or talking about, like, they're the ones that the primary, like, sing? Because, like, SZA features in the song, but... Technically, she's just a feature on the song. Yeah, she's just a feature. Makes sense. I don't know. But I also, also, I'm sending you the video. Like, to all three of you. It. I found it. Appreciate it. I sometimes wonder if, with stuff like that, we're getting to the point where... And this happened with Hamilton, too. Like, everyone like, loves it so much, and it's so culturally important and relevant... That, like, now it's when we get, like, crazy nitpicky because we're trying to find things that would, like, make us devalue it. Hmm. 
That's true. I was like, the same happens with Wonder Woman. Yeah. It happens with all of it. Like, oh, like, they weren't sensitive in this one moment. And so, how do we discount it? I feel like it's easier for people to try to find faults in something that's good than just to take it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is where we need to stop, specifically here. So, it was like, I don't know. I just feel like it's. You can take it as you want it, as you want to take it, but there's still people who are going to love it regardless. Do you want to see Eleanor? Sure. Sorry, Robin has joined our podcast. Hello. Hi, darling girl. Hello. And Sarah and Anna. Hi, Sarah. Oh, hello. hello. How are hello. you? Got my ugly warm sweater on. It's freezing here. You're this is Wallace from the Republic. <laughs> But it's it's pretty awful. How is it? How warm is it there? Not, Not warm. warm. It's like in the 40s oh, right it's in the forties here, low forties. Oh, the we're the same, same thing. Oh my gosh! What really? Yeah, but we're humid. Nice. We also have humid humidity, lots of humidity, which no. makes you colder. We have wind. Ugh. No. Oh, yeah. Do you guys have coats? Yes. Yeah. I've, I've been, been wearing, wearing it since like oh Monday. <laughs> I've been wearing like a sweater and then in the North Face over it and then. Scarves all the time. Yeah, it's very oh, challenging. Wow. Well, listen, you take care. Stay warm. We shall. Okay. Hey, I'll put the keys in here in case you beat me up. I don't know that I will, but okay. maybe. Okay. Okay. Good night, lovely mother. Back I'm to really the podcast. <laughs> so, apologies for the brief. Oh my god! What is it? It's the Obamas in like a oh, in a photo booth. Yeah. Too much. So cute. We oh. need them back. I want you back. Do 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 do. Okay. Um. Legacy. So maybe we should start wrapping this up though, because it's like legacy. well past my bedtime of eight thirty p.m. <laughs> so, legacy of the film. I think <laughs> you got it. I was like. I think this film will go down in Marvel history. So already start like made yeah, a legacy of its own now. Like as like I think it's like the second highest grossing um film that comes out of like for a four day weekend so far. Like the only thing this surpassed was like some Star Wars. I don't know. I don't watch Star Wars, I can't tell you. And like even internationally and also I think it'll bring forth more films of diversity and also like mm-hmm. of people of color. And actually, will because now you can tell that movies like this not only sell domestically, but they also sell internationally because it yeah. it did so well there and here. But I'm just really hoping we don't end up in another black exploitation era where it's like this is a great movie, we see that it's doing well. Now we're just gonna pump out all these other movies similar to it. Just hope we get the same kind of like result. And I'm also hoping that it does kind of stay at the top of its game for at least the next few weeks. Because I don't want it to be until like... Until Wrinkle in Time. Until Wrinkle in Time. Like for like the next like three to four until weeks. Until March 9th. Yeah. Just because I don't want it to be like one of those movies just like, oh, okay, it did great the first weekend, but didn't continue that momentum. So right. it has to be... Cause opening weekend is great, but if it doesn't keep that momentum, then it just kind of devalues what we did the first weekend and everything that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think that this movie has a very important legacy. I think that even, um, 
I don't know. I think it just like exposes the world to a different version of sub-Saharan Africa than we usually see in the media. And I think that that's super important. And also, I just think it's really, I don't know. I saw this um, clip and it was of this movie theater in South Africa. I'm not sure what city it was. And it showed people in like the hallway or like the mezzanine area of the movie theater after seeing Black Panther. And they were like, so joyous and like dancing and it was incredible to see that kind of reaction um and so I think that that this movie will kind of become a classic in terms of and like I think that it will become um like a benchmark for most superhero movies like and I and I'm encouraged by like Wonder Woman and Black Panther Um, and like both of them took risks in terms of superheroes, but they both are becoming the new standard because they're both so much better than what we were given before. So 100% agree. Also, I will be buying this DVD the weekend it comes out at full price. And that's something I want to see. (laughs) (laughs) I know for for me, I, there's two legacies. One, Chadwick Boseman. 41, it makes no sense. So good. Like, no how? Sense. How? And, but so I, good. I hope he doesn't get weirdly typecast because, mm. like, the fact that he was Jackie Robinson and Thurgood Marshall and James Brown. So he's done this historical kind of biopic, biopic complicated mm-hmm. hero. And then this one is, like, almost his least complicated hero. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, 41 doesn't make any sense. He's in draft day, which is the best <laughs> I love draft day but then for me so much of the legacy is and even in recognizing my own limitations because I remember going into and the comparison point for me like as a white woman was going to see Wonder Woman and like being stunned by the fact that I didn't realize I had wanted a female superhero until that point and like being like weirdly moved by it and like not expecting that and similar even to I remember seeing Magic Mike XXL and then talking to you about how like oh like this is how like most guys feel when they watch most everything and it's and it's this whole way of recognizing like this is clearly so important because you do not realize what you have missed out on until you have it Mm, right Um, and I think like that is really the value of this movie and that's another reason why I think like crazy rich Asians I'm very excited this is gonna be so great I'm so excited because it is that you do not realize what you are missing until you're like until you have a taste of it Sarah yeah what you're next legacy yeah thoughts should children of the future watch absolutely um children of today are already watching therefore is there an age limit um you know granted there is some violence i would just say don't take a baby into this theater it's not like there's nothing like particularly yeah. like sexy there's nothing like too yeah. sexual about it yeah and now even like language wise there's not like it's just much. violence it's just violence but besides that i'm like it's almost the type of violence that like if you're under four you won't notice but if you're like eight it will like get give you nightmares Maybe, but it was like, I feel like anyone would probably watch this movie, but I'm also just trying, you know, waste those box office numbers. <laughs> All right. And where in the world 
if you could go anywhere right now, including Wakanda. Okay, there we go. Because you know Atlanta was over here trying to give out flights, and I was totally on board with getting a ticket, but it obviously was not possible. But I would revoke, no offense to the U.S., but I would revoke my U.S. citizenship for Wakanda in a heartbeat. Obviously. I mean, like, that's <laughs> the end goal, right? Right. Because fix all problems. Basically. <laughs> I was like, seems. you guys can keep this blue passport. Wakanda, here I come. Right. Okay, so Anna wants to go to Wakanda. Also, they have you... So there's a hashtag called In Wakanda, and it's basically the great things that would happen in Wakanda. Like, it's just black people doing it. I'm pretty sure the people are doing it. But one of them is in Wakanda, like the air, like no one is ever ashy. People's twist outs are like last for a week. And also like your satin bonnet stays on overnight. I was like, this is literally the dream. I need a Wakanda in my life. Literally the dream. Yeah, if you didn't have to worry about your hair. Oh my God. (laughs) Anna's mornings would be the best. (laughs) So great. So great. (sighs) Where in the world would you go? I don't know if I could find a place that would compare to the place that Anna wants to go as badly as Wakanda. (laughs) But I don't know. It's cold here. I would go someplace that's like not as cold as as it is here. You go to South Africa. Yeah, it's their their summer. South Africa, yeah. Australia, South Africa. Yeah. Somewhere, Southern Hemisphere. Chile. Yeah. Chile closes for the whole month of February. I know because the Jewish Whoa. Museum in Santiago is closed, but they're back next week. So I have to get a ton of stuff done before they return. Um, and for me, alternatively, because it is so cold, I almost want to go to, weirdly, I've never been to someplace like this, but like a tiny cabin in like maybe like Michigan where it's like, or like Minnesota where it's like really snowed in. <laughs> But I get, like, so. the holiday experience, and there's, like, fires and candles. And I do, like, Higa. Like, you know that Danish thing that people are super into? Oh, my gosh. The fact that it's, like, mildly cold, I want, like, if I'm going to be this cold, I just want to, like, be covered with, like, blankets and read with candles. So oh. Anna wants to go to Wakanda and Eleanor wants to go to Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> At least hers is a little bit more realistic. <laughs> I would like to go similar to Anna, but in reality, I would like to go back to South Africa. This movie like really miss made me miss the landscape and the people, um, like the music, the dancing, and I'm just ready to go back. Take me when you go. That sounds fun. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's amazing. South Africa is so great. There's some anti-Nigerian sentiment though. Okay, maybe I'll stay where I'm at. Not in, in Cape Town. I mean, so I want Johannesburg. Oh God, what's wrong? What happened? Well, this well, is have you seen off. any South African movies? All of the gangsters and all of the like thugs are always like the Nigerians in South Africa. Well, dang. There's I a fair it. amount of xenophobia in South Africa. That is real. I also will not. Well, one thing I did also like about um. Black Panther. No. Just one. Okay, another thing. Another thing. That, granted it was about what's going on in Nigeria, but we were present in the film. Granted, we were kidnapping people, but it's okay. That is we were true. present in the film. See, thugs, every... Look, you gotta make a living somehow. Nigeria. <laughs> making a living, but some people, that's how they're doing it. 
I've never seen dancers as amazing at moving the lower portion of their body as Nigerians. Like, I watch them dance, and I don't understand. Ain't I really wish I could tell you how it's done, but I'm pretty sure it skipped me. My friend Uche can move her butt in incredible ways. And I say that in like the best way. It's insane. She is very blessed. Very blessed. Because like none of that transpired over to me. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm gonna put myself to bed now. And with that, thank you for joining us on Good Film Hunting. You can find us on the internet, primarily Facebook and Instagram. A Twitter that's essentially defunct, but please contact us, email us about things you've liked, thoughts, suggestions for the future. Bye. Bye.